So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to this episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. This episode is about opening weekend, mostly opening night, but I do have some coverage for the entire weekend. I am Matt, and joining me this episode is the man who hates me more than anyone else in the world right now, Quint. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a toss-up between me and your sister at this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, it's not been, uh, there have not been kind text back and forth. I know, I know deep down... You're happy to get information on the event, but yeah, let's face it. You'd rather be here than hearing it from me over a text on the on the phone. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, I, I actually could probably could have convinced myself that Halloween Horror Nights doesn't start until October, what, 3rd? Except for you. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, the day I get to first go, I could have convinced myself in my head that it doesn't start till then. Except right. for, well, you know. But you. I was, yeah, happily reminded you. No, it's going on. It's going on right now. Dick. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not here to see it, so just in case you weren't aware it was going on, it's going on. Right. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to say, this is, a, a, our, our real 25 coverage was intended to kind of start next weekend, because that was the week... The weekend I was planning to go, I had a, my first express pass. I was going to kind of take the entire, I was actually taking days off from work, one, because I had the time to, to take and I need the time off, and uh, and two, fully enjoy Halloween Horror Nights and probably do some stuff during the day in the park. But I want to take a minute to, before I explain why I'm actually starting a week early, and take a minute to thank so much the Public Relations Department at Universal Studios for having given not just me but you and I the, the show an opportunity to cover opening night and specifically but not limited to Allison and Denny who made it possible for us to attend the media event and I yes. say us I unfortunately you weren't able to come but I say us as a show yeah, I was getting texts back and forth so right so <laughs> Un- unfortunately I was not able to attend but yeah it looked like a looked like a blast yep yep so with having just started this show in june it was incredibly generous of them to make that offer and to make an even longer story short we were to attend the media event the i guess the pre-party the media party the week before but there was a small incident in the uh not incident but just a small mistake in sending out the invitation and we weren't able to go and they stepped right on that like the second we found out there was a problem and made sure we were invited to the opening night event so i just wanted to make sure i take a minute to thank them for making that effort and making sure we were involved and, and even making the offer in the first place so it was great to be included we had a great time and most of this show is about that night 
Cool. So, with that, now, <laughs> on to the fun for me and uh, and for anyone listening for uh, the name that has come up several times on the show, Joe. Since Quint could not come and we did have the two passes to go, we invited one of our, uh, what would you say, roving reporters? Someone <laughs> that has joined us at Halloween Hard Nights in the past. That's the name we brought up before. It's our friend Joe. Joe was happy to come along and stand in for Quint this evening. I'm sure he was. And yeah. Joe Joe did show up in both of our top five lists, uh, incident lists. So, you know, I can't think of a better person to go with you if I can't be there. Exactly. Yes. And it wasn't a hard sell. I'm not even sure I finished <laughs> explaining what the invitation was before he already gave me a yes and just told right. me to stop talking. It's okay. We'll go. <laughs> Shut your word hole. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. So this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, actually going to be quite different than uh, our episodes in the past so far. I'm going to explain the events of the night, and I have clips that go along with what had happened to not only catch Quinn up on, but everyone, anyone that's interested in listening. So it really does start with the beginning of the night. where So, we, so before we get to your, your night, um, okay. let's just go across a couple of things that I went through online here. Um, there's some stuff happening on the Twitter feeds. Obviously, both Orlando and L.A. have... Well, not so much, but Orlando has been teasing on the Twitter feed quite a lot. There's some pretty good pictures, some good video stuff. Go check that stuff out. Um, I didn't actually check their Facebook page, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then there's also HHN Legacy, and they have a few things new on their uh, on their site. And one of the things is they've got current house rankings, which is kind of interesting. Um They've got the the top six for them, which is uh, at number six, American Werewolf in London as a three out of five run, Blood, Blood, Sweat, and Fears, 3.5 out of five, Insidious, four out of five, and then Body Collectors, Freddy vs. Jason, and Jack are all five of five. Okay. So that's kind of what's going on out in media land. So after that, you can start rubbing it in my face now. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I just want to... Kind of, oh man, we got a lot to go over, and I don't want to uh, kind of focus too much on the pre-evening festivities, but there was some really cool stuff that happened, and and, and I tried to pull highlights best I could. So everything really just started off with arriving there. We, we, we went and checked in, got our credentials. Uh, I even sent you a picture of a snapshot of the media badge, and I was like actually thrilled that the capitalization of news as was correct. Not that, mm-hmm. yeah, not that that's big a deal. Deal. I mean, it's not hard to spell, but it's 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 uh, it's actual uh, trademarked. What would you call it? Capitalization is a capital N and then a capital Z and a capital A and a capital Z, and usually that's you know, not done and no big deal. But it was I was quite tickled to see it was actually capitalized correctly. <laughs> I know it's silly. It just but it's the first time it happened, so it was worth no, noting. I, I don't think it's silly at all. I think it's just uh, you know it's one of those it's one of those things that. It's always kind of cool to see somebody getting your shit right, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yep. And along with the credentials, this really cool little, I don't even know if you would call it a, a gift, but it's its a—it's also a, a part of the, uh, it's a media tool. It's this little uh, hard rubber Jack the Clown USB thumb drive that had all the press release information. Oh, it's a thumb drive. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh. Show, oh, I didn't tell you that's where all that, all that stuff I sent you was from. Well, you told me you had a thumb drive, but I didn't realize that it was the the, the clown thing. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, okay. No, I just, I mean, I just thought it was just like a, you know, 
it's a jack doll, right? Yeah, it is. But- it's all well, it is, but it's also yeah, he pulls his head off, which is kind of appropriate that's for awesome. Halloween. And, and there's the stick for the uh, the USB part of it. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't put those two pieces together. That's yeah. cool. And he's sitting here on my desk right now. So once we're checked in, we're told to wait until the uh, guides had come to take us into the event. And Joe and I had a moment to kind of talk and and record a little bit of live of what's happening. So I'll play that clip here. This is us just kind of waiting, wondering what the night is going to present. All right. This is Matt Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights standing outside waiting for the media event, the media RIP tour. I'm here with the infamous Joe. How you doing tonight, Joe? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much. Excited about this event? I'm very excited. Well, I'm glad you're here with me. Thank you. You're believe it or not, your name has been mentioned on the show many times. All in a good way. It's always this is how we classify years. Right no, I'm dead serious. This is how we classify years. It's the year Dave, the year me and Quint went, the year Quint, Dave, and I went, and the year me, Quint, and Joe went. Oh, so it's, <laughs> so we always say the year Joe went. So now people actually get to hear your voice. Joe exists. It's just not a general, just not a general name that we throw out there. <laughs> so this is going to be cool. This is uh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, nice surprise. We'll find out we're getting an RIP tour. RIP tour. RIP. Not, not VIP. Doesn't it say that on there? I'm yeah, you're right. It up. Okay. No, RIP. Right. Uh, say really, really important person. We might have the wrong credentials. I think we're going to get thrown out. No, I'm just kidding. Really important person. <laughs> so. All right, we'll be back. Once we get inside the event. So there's us kind of just hanging out, waiting for the night to start. And it just reminded me, not that this is important to the story at all. It was, un- it was well, I was going to say ungodly hot. It was actually just usual Florida weather. It was hot. It was yep. sunny. It was muggy. It's hot. Damn hot. Yep. And I was dressed nicer than I normally would go at a park because I was an invited guest. So, phew, man. That was that was a struggle to keep dry. A struggle I eventually lost, but it was after the mingling and everything. Luckily, I think I had a mind over matter thing where I was able to close all my pores until I <laughs> met everybody. And once I knew we were under the veil of darkness, I could finally just sweat like I normally would. Right. Yep. That's- See, I I just cannot close off my pores. And the, and the <laughs> other problem is, it's like once I, it takes a bit for me to get sweating. But once I start sweating, it's just like, yeah, I forget it, man. Shortly after we made that recording, the guides had come to escort us in. We went through security uh, real quick and then went right into the horror makeup theater, which I, I'm sure you've seen. I don't know if we've ever actually had gone to that show before or not together. I mean, I've been to it a couple times all the years I've been here, but it's the, it's the, the building that looks like an old movie theater. Cause that's, that's its facade. You've, you've seen it. I know if you haven't been yeah. in it, you've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in it. Yep. As you walked out, it was gated off and it's not gated, but it was that had like the, uh, the barriers, the crowd barriers off and it had uh, a red carpet rolling out from the door to the sidewalk with red ropes on it. And there was, uh, the, uh, what are the, the high top tables, uh, all cool. around, they were decorated red and black. There was a, a like a, a the the one food cart outside was kind of movie theater esque, where it had hot dogs and I think it had some other snacks, maybe popcorn and whatnot. Uh, two open bars on the side, and then inside the theater, which is the lobby to the hard makeup show, just so much food everywhere, either side. Yeah. Yep. You sent me pics of that, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Go to the left. There was a, there was tacos and sliders. Go to the right. It was pasta and salads. Dead center was 
all uh i think desserts i thought i saw sushi but i think i was wrong i think it was the, the desserts because they were the little one bite desserts and i think at a glance i called them sushi in fact i think i did on a recording so joe and i played it up got our drinks and once we kind of got the, the uh, bit of a uh, shell shocked of what a cool setup it was for everybody uh did a little bit of recording on dinner as well all right, Joe, time to... You have to, to say the same jokes, just as funny now. Uh, right. We messed up on the recorder, so... Uh, first real event of the night, dinner. We're at the uh, Horror Makeup Show Theater inside the lobby. It's set up with all kinds of food. I saw a taco bar, sliders bar, sushi bar. You did go and you went for the... I went right for the tacos. First thing I saw. First right, food right I for saw. The tacos, right. Because you don't know when they're going to take it away. That's right. Because <laughs> tacos are hard to come by. I take that. But, but, uh, I went with a Jim Beam and Coke. Yeah, most important, I didn't mention that, I don't think, is the open bar. Three of them. Three we're, of them. We were in line at one, and then we were directed by a wonderful attendee saying, you know, there's two outside with no lines, and I don't know if he finished the sentence and we were already outside right. getting our free drinks. So sweat will be involved with the Coke. Yeah. So I want to I want to say one more time, open bar, just to make sure that Quint pulls his headphones off and throws them at his computer monitor right now. So. Already a good night. We haven't even done anything yet, so next report, well, we'll see what it is. We don't know what's yet to come, so been great so far. True. Should only get better. So there's my report. And if yes. you're talking, let me go get my <laughs> headphones first. Prick. Okay. Yeah, the open bar part was a bit of a surprise. Uh, and a welcome one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to overdo it because I certainly did not want to miss out on this experience. But oh, of course, more and, than, and I mean, you know, you're you're there for for media coverage as well, so you can't uh, you can't do Neo's as bad by getting sloppy drunk. No, right? no, no. But Joe, on the other hand, <laughs> Joe man. could have done whatever he wanted. Yep. But more than anything, I mean, I, not to not to hammer it home, but even he mentioned it with, with the heat and an ice cold beer. There's n- if you like beer, there's not much more refreshment you can get when your body's overheated so mm. not only was it nice that it was an open bar but it was like okay this this is bringing my again cooling me off i'm not sweating through my clothes yet not embarrassing myself so it was that was that was a nice little tool to have on hand too to make sure everything i kept everything yeah you know per, looked as professional as i could i can only pull that off so far so i need all the help i can get yes yeah thank you for agreeing so readily Oh well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, we did get I I did get to mingle. We both got to mingle a little bit with some people. Some people that actually had heard the show, which was really really cool. And in particular, I wanted to mention one gentleman who who I talked to several times throughout the night. We we had bounced reviews of the house back and forth with, and his name is Charles from DesigningTheFear.com. Uh, he was in our group. I think that got led into. Oh, he was. It was in our group for, for the tour for sure, for sure. So he was a cool guy. He had actually had heard the show. He actually complimented us on our Michael interview. That's what had led him to the show to begin with. Which a lot of people. That's a lot of people's first show for this for this series. Cool. So that was cool. I don't think though. I don't think in the end. I kind of. I never thought to ask. Not that it, it didn't even occur to me. But I think he thought Joe was you. No. <laughs> and I didn't really realize that until the night was over because something he had asked about. Something we had said compared to a house we just went to made me realize, oh, crap, I think he's Joe thinks, or vice versa, he thinks uh, Quinn is Joe, but uh, no harm, no foul if he did or didn't. I just, it didn't matter. 
I got at least 60, 80 pounds on Joe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. So actually, Joe made you look pretty, pretty good, good when it came to that. Right. So, <laughs> so, so from dinner, I got to move on here, man. Um, there's a lot here. Uh, from dinner, we had gone into the lobby and we had a great welcome from Allison, who I just mentioned before, the, dire- the director of public relations, and she introduced the entire PR staff. So I got to put a lot of faces. Two names that I've learned in the past three months. That was really cool. Uh, but from there, we had to get right inside the theater, which was behind the doors, which is the the venue for the Harm Makeup Show, to sit down for the Q&A that we were told we were going to have with John Landis and Greg Nicotero. Those are the two names we were given and to, we knew about going into this. So we, we kind of went in. I wouldn't say we rushed in, but we got everybody in uh, right at the, the hard start time for the Q&A. And kind of a, a welcome introduction to the event started playing over the, the sound system. And that began to crackle. The lights started to flicker and eventually shut off. And then this is what we heard. I'm going to imagine I don't need to explain who that was by the end of that clip. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for anyone that maybe didn't put two and two together, Jack the Clown made a personal appearance to open the show. And as you you could hear, well-received by the crowd. We were very excited to see him. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. That would have been been really fun to see. Yep. Yep. So now moving on, we open up with... um, 
Jim Timon, the uh, senior vice president of entertainment, and Mike Aiello, uh, and go into the Q and A. Now I'm gonna kind of push through this really quick, mainly because it's 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 quite long, and I'm in a good way. They took everybody's questions, um, but we got like I said a lot to go on here, and a lot of uh, or quite a few people in attendance took some very good video of this and have it on YouTube, and it's it's something to see. As well as listen to because both John Landis and Greg Nicotero and, and Mike and, and Jim Timon, for that matter, are very passionate about their answers. And it's fun to see them answering as much as listening to. So I just pulled kind of some of the highlights, I thought, so that we can move on and get to what I know you want to hear. And probably most people listening to the show want to hear the event itself. But I do have some highlights of the Q&A here. Cool. So to start off with, I do have the welcoming from Jim Timon, which moves into him introducing Mike Aiello to play. We're going to give you an opportunity, yeah, to learn a few more details about the event. So right now, before the Q&A, I want to bring out Jim Timon, Senior Vice President of Entertainment for Universal Orlando, and Mike Aiello, the Creative Director of Halloween Horror Nights for Universal Orlando. Please, guys, help me welcome to the stage. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Halloween Horror Nights 25. I'm Jim Timon. I've met some of you before, some of you I haven't talked about. I'd like a, a chance to meet you with you uh, tonight. And uh, how many of you have been with us for a few years at this event? Some of us have been here a long, long time. Um, and uh, we're happy to have you back with us tonight. Uh, 25 years is a big, big deal for us. It's very special um, because this event has grown and evolved uh, over a quarter of a century. You know, back in 1991, we started, uh, the other night I was having an opportunity to speak to a few people, and I said, back then in 91, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, it was, you know, one haunted house, a couple of weekends, and now, 25 years later, uh, and I'm a little biased when I say this, the biggest and the best Halloween event in the nation. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'll pause for applause right there. <laughs> and, uh, and now, globalized, uh, Universal Studios Florida, uh, where we started out back in 91, um, we grew and we grew and we grew. We got bigger and bigger and bigger. And some of you were with us uh, back in 2002, when the event jumped, uh, we moved it then to Islands of Adventure. Again, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> to, <I> yeah. <laughs> to Islands of Fear then. Um, and it was great. That was an awesome event when we did that in 02. And we grew and we grew in. All of you, many of you were with us at the time when we grew that event. And we eventually got too big for Islands of Adventure. And then we kind of broke the wall between the parks and we did kind of a, a multi-park kind of event for a while. And then we got bigger and bigger. And then in 2006, um, Horror came home. And we brought the event back to Universal Studios. And that was big for us, that was, that was awesome. And we've, again, continued to grow the event over the years. And as I said, you know, the best Halloween event in the nation. Well, Universal has globalized the event. 
Uh, beyond Universal Florida, we've grown to Universal Studios Hollywood, Universal Studios Japan, Universal Studios Singapore. Um, we want to take over the world with Halloween. That's our. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's our secret plan. I'm revealing the secret plan here, ladies and gentlemen. Go global domination. <laughs> and you know what's great about it? Um, as you've seen over the years, we have incredible uh, creative staff that work on Halloween Horror Nights, um, and some of whom I'm about to introduce to you now. Uh, creative people. Um, Writers, directors, producers, uh, technicians, artists, uh, designers, stage managers, costumers, you name it, we've got it. And that's here on staff who create some of our incredible original content that goes into Halloween Horror Nights over the years. You met a clown a little while ago uh, that was created here. Uh, but then we're also able to reach out and work with some of the greatest greatest uh, creative partners in the world, um, in the realms of film and television, who come to us and collaborate with us and bring their great creative minds and genius to Halloween Horror Nights. And so we take our creative people here and we're able to collaborate with them and build this event into something over 25 years we never dreamed it could have been in 1991. And we have all of you that make that journey with us. And thanks for being here tonight. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you and uh, all of the people that you bring with you that, that read uh, everything that you write, that view everything that you produce. And we just thank you so much for being here with us on a special night, 25 years. Um, man, I feel old. <laughs> but um, that's my introduction and uh, welcome. My job now is to shut up and um, turn the microphone over to a guy whose heart and soul is truly in this event and truly behind it. Our Director of Creative Development for the Entertainment Division at Universal Orlando, many of you know him and love him, Mr. Michael Aiello, who will take you through Hollywood Horror Nights. Thank you, everybody! Wow! Oh my gosh! 25 years, Hollywood Horror Nights. Uh, I, uh, I've been a part of this event in some capacity since the very first year. Uh, my dad and I came to this event uh, the first few years uh, from 91 all the way to 96 when I started working here at Jaws. Uh, and then I was, you know, a scared girl, chainsaw grill team. And so, again, I, this event has been really kind of a part of my core uh, for as long as I can remember. And to be standing here representing uh, an amazing team of people, as Jim mentioned, uh, that are creating this event. Um, it's truly humbling and a great honor. From there, Mike had actually started going into describing each house in scare maze and scare zone and the shows. Now, considering the coverage we're going to be doing this entire well run of this event, I just kind of cut that off. But I really wanted to get his moment on stage because I, I think that intro by Jim Timon, I think Jim Timon in particular was almost emotional and. Mike's was incredibly enthusiastic, which shows just how much they're behind this event as as we are, if, if, and, and more so. Yeah, they they. I think that's what makes this event is that there's so many people there that have been around for <clears throat> all of it or a, a lot of it, and to them, it's just it's like their favorite time of year, their favorite thing to do all year, and they just love it, mm -hmm. which means we reap the benefits. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So from there, uh, um, Mike did an absolute 
awesome presentation. I encourage anyone that wants to hear the, the person that is kind of putting his stamp on the approval of what we're going to see pitch it go on youtube find those recordings there's some great recordings there's actually part of the live webcast as well so you might even see find that particular portion on universal studios orlando's uh youtube page so i encourage you to check that out uh, we're gonna move on here i do want to get into the, some of the q a because there's some really good stuff in there now uh i have the intro to the q a so let me go ahead and get the intro up and running here and then i'll come back with a little bit more. We are moving into the Q&A portion of tonight. Uh, however, uh, and I know you guys have some burning questions for us, but before we begin, I would like to introduce our very special guest tonight. So, will you please help me welcome to the stage the acclaimed director of the 1981 classic horror film An American Werewolf in London, John Landis. <laughs> You get, you get your name on the chair, you're the only one. I want you to know that back there, the other two guests, and the th three of us are in the dark standing up there, and they're saying, and this is so cool, and this is so cool, and we're like standing there, and you can't see anything. <laughs> and then they go, and now we're going to show you this really cool video. And we, we said to the guy, can we see the video? No. <laughs> All right, guys, another huge round of applause for Greg Nicotero, executive producer. Special effects, effects makeup supervisor of AMC's Walking Dead. Why does John, John get his own chair? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit right here. Uh, this chair feels really good. Finally, guys, actor Chandler Riggs, who portrays Carl in the AMC. Okay, full disclosure. Coral. Earlier this evening, they, these two guys taped me for something else that's totally non-related and everything. And when I came on the stage to be filmed, they had this chair. And I said, take that over to the stage where we're appearing because it will piss Nick terrible. <laughs> I asked him to bring my chair over and I got the normal chair. So what you might not have come across on that recording is that there was five chairs up there, one for Jim, Mike, and the other for the guest. And the only one that had a name on it was John Landis. There was a chair that said John Landis. So it kind of stood out of the three chairs. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun to see people just fucking with each yeah, other. Yeah, so it was cool that Carl was on. So yeah, that was that was a that was a surprise. Now someone I don't know where maybe it was on Twitter. I you know I really want to thank AT and T for being quite possibly the worst service in a concentrated area ever. Every time I get into a large concentration of AT and T users, I can't do anything. Oh God, I could I couldn't get anything on onto Twitter. I could read Twitter. I just I could not upload anything, so I really just gave up even having social media open and just save my battery to take photos and and do other things with. Right. But uh, someone had said something about hearing or seeing or hearing or reading a rumor that Chandler Riggs was going to be there, but he that, he did qu quantify it as a rumor. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool, but I hadn't heard anything about that yet. And lo and behold, there he was. So that was yeah, that was a nice surprise. 
He was a cool kid too. I mean, I I never don't think I've ever had the chance to hear him speak as himself. I obviously know who he is. I watch The Walking Dead every year, so he was right. actually very reserved, quiet. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't say shy when he was asked a question, he answered. But it was a very it was like talking to. Uh, actually, it's not true. I was going to say it's like talking to any other sixteen year old, but that's not true. I would. Love to have a conversation with him as opposed to most 16-year-olds I know. Right. <laughs> Says weird as that. No, well, no, it doesn't sound weird at all if you talk to a 16-year-old. Right. So, but, uh, okay, on to the, the Q&A. So, the, some of the clips I had pulled here uh, was, uh, it was hard to pick and choose. So, I tried to find something that showcased each guest a little bit. And the first one I picked was, and it was a natural pick, was a question about the Walking Dead house to Greg Nicotero and, and Chandler Riggs. So I'll play that one right here. Now to start things off, this Wednesday night we have the team member preview for this event. Uh, and I heard a lot of screams coming from the Walking Dead house. So how excited are you guys to see, this is for Chandler and for Greg, how excited are you guys to see season five of AMC's The Walking Dead come to life at HHN 25. It's awesome for me because like I've I've gone through and like lived in well not lived in but like I've, I've gone through those places before and like interacted with the things that like, and just to see the environment recreated around me is a really really cool experience. You know, John said something very interesting today. We're talking about television. We're talking about the fact that when uh, the difference between movies and TV and TV. We're in your living room, we're in your kitchen, we're in your bedroom, we're in all these places in your house. So there's a familiarity with, uh, with the material that we work on every single day. So the fact that fans that love the show get to experience it live action, that's, that's great. I mean, you can't, you can't get any better than that. So you know, Chandler and I, he flew down today. You know, We're still in the middle of shooting season six, which premieres October 10th, 11th, October 11th, I gotta give a little plug, um, but uh, You're allowed on, on AMC. I'm allowed to do that? Absolutely, right, okay. do whatever you want. I'll give you 20 bucks later. Thank you, sir. For the, for the ad time, sorry guys. No, but uh, it's been a great season. We've been working really, really hard. So this is a little bit of a vacation for us because we get to come down and share with you guys the experience of seeing the Walking Dead Live. So it's a really great honor. So thanks for everybody for having us here. So I also have a clip. Speaking of properties and their their creators, I pulled, I think it might have been the only werewolf in London question for John Landis. It just seemed like the natural. If I'm going to do a highlight reel, that would be the one to pick. So here was the American werewolf in London question for John Landis. Hi, my name is John Waterhouse. I'm from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hey, and this question is for John Landis. John, it's been more than 30 years since you made American Werewolf in London. The film is still being celebrated today and tonight once again being celebrated as a maze. I mean, this has to be an incredible testament to your work as a filmmaker. How does it feel? <laughs> Strange. Honestly, the, uh, the first time they did this two years ago, Two, two years ago, and I and I was very happy with what they did, but I said the wolves should be better. The wolves are good, but the wolves should be better. And then they did it in L.A. differently, um, but the wolves were great. So I said, and then when they called me and said we'd like to do it again, really? <laughs> so they said yes because it was like so successful. I said great. 
You must step up with the wolves. When John Landis tells you to step up, you step up. And I'm ha very happy to say they did. They're much... They're awesome. They're awesome. They really are awesome. And they have duplicated the maze, but they're more wolves. And uh, they also changed something in Piccadilly. And it's very... I'm pretty happy with it. Although, what I said this last time, what makes me crazy is people wait for like two hours, you know, they're waiting forever to get in the maze, and they, they walk in like this, and the first scare, ah, and then they run! <laughs> and I'm thinking, slow down! Ah! missing it. Okay, so uh, one more question for the three guests, and that I pulled, and this, I pulled this because it was a question that led to some really good points about the entire experience about Halloween Hard Night, so I'll play that and just let it explain itself here that actually uh brings up an interesting question I, I, if i'm correct chandler is this your first time at universal orlando's halloween horror nights yeah yeah, yeah. It is. so uh what did you think of walking through the walking dead house seeing it like what were some of your thoughts what were your, some of your favorite moments yeah it was it was so cool just to like see all, all the walkers again actually like scaring me because usually it's just like you know there's zombies on, on the set it's like not that big of a deal but then when they're actually like there and scaring you the zombies are at craft service yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's true it's like they're eating popsicles and they're hot and they're sweaty and when you guys also needed a lights on of american werewolf right you know here's the here's the truth and i it, it i was upset when they went through it. i said why did you take jim wait till it, the dark because these mazes, for me, they're like strip clubs or bars. It's supposed to be dark. Okay, so wait. So next year, on the Halloween Horror Nights posters, I expect to see, they're like strip clubs or bars, John Landis. That should be in every ad segment of the audience. No, but John Landis, director of Animal House. Well, to go... To add to what Greg said, what I like about what these guys do in Halloween Horror Nights, in fact, theme parks in general, what I enjoy is the theatrical part of it. The fact that it's live theater. It's literally live. It's, they now call it immersive theater, but, but it's legit. It's live theater, and they're doing, they do song and dance. They do, you know, it's not just boo. They're creating ambiance, they're building sets, they're doing... And for the people working here, it's quite an opportunity to, to, to get some chops, you know, to learn your job. And to experience live theater, it's something. So I really like that clip, apart from the strip club and bar part, of course. <laughs> that was I, awesome. I really like that clip when John Landis actually kind of... Well, he says it, it's, it's a legit form of theater because having seen... Uh, my wife work in this industry for a very long time in entertainment. When you when she talks to someone that doesn't really understand the amount of work that goes into these things, and she says, "I work in entertainment at a theme park," she kind of gets her their her the nose turned up at her, like, "Oh, yeah. it's that kind of thing." And it's not it, you. You don't understand, and I would have never understood having not seen it from that perspective either. So I'm really glad to have captured that clip of someone with a success level of John Landis saying that it's an absolute legit form right. of I mean, theater. That, that, that legitimizes them even more than, than, you know, anything else. It's just, it's really, really good to hear that because I, I was the same as you until I saw Halloween Horror Nights. I was like, okay, you know, 
you're an actor in a theme park. Like, uh, really? Yeah. You're going to call yourself an actor? And then, man, you see some of these guys, they do crazy stuff and they're good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really nice to hear that, that they have respect in the industry as well. Yeah. Yes, it was. So to wrap up the Q and a, I got a question from this idiot in the audience and it was to Mike Aiello and you might recognize this voice. This is, uh, I guess, specifically for Mike, with all your history and years of this event, and now 25 being unleashed, any desire to put on some makeup and a costume and get out there for one last scare? Uh, one, one night a year, uh, we all, the show direction team, and I think, uh, yeah, some of us go out and, and, and perform in the event. I was in the purge zone last year for a night. Um, Laura, where, where did you go? Did you do it last year? No? You've done it before, though. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, you know, I I uh, I played. I was Jack the Clown for two thousand. I was one of the Jacks in in the in the zones in two thousand. So you recognize that idiot's voice? Yeah, yeah, that was me, of course. Yeah. So I had to get a question in. I was like, I we may blow it. I might not get invited next year. I want to participate as much as I can. So. And that was great. I, I'm glad that you kind of took my suggestion for a question and, and kind of blended it a little bit into your input as well and, and got that out. Yeah, and that's something I didn't know. And it makes perfect sense when I hear it, but I didn't I didn't know the answer. That was that was cool. That's actually awesome. I mean yeah. <laughs> you know but learning that, that they everybody gets to or everybody goes out and gets in makeup and at least one night a year gets in the event. That's that's cool. Yeah. One thing that didn't come across that tape, which is a good story, I, I wish it had, is that I actually got an assist from John Landis on that. Because it was it was getting towards the end. Actually, it ended up not really being towards the end. I think it was like their first attempt at ending it. And the, the guy's like, any any more questions, anyone? And like the guy is, he had to be 15 feet away from me and I had my hand up. And he's just slightly, he's like, I'm out of his peripheral vision, right? So I'm trying to uh. wait. I'm leaning and waving. Right. And he didn't see me, but John Landis did. So then, then when they came back for the question, he's like, I think we have time for one more question. And John Landis said, can we have time for two more? Because this guy has been trying to flag you down for 10 minutes or something, whatever he said. <laughs> it was really just the first time I waved my hand. But I got, like I said, I got an assist from John Landis on that one. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yep. And that actually led into a story that John Landis told about. Uh, uh, and I didn't pull it because it actually would have made that. It, it went on for quite a while. And again, this is something you can see online, but it was kind of cool that it triggered that. He told a story about hiding out at Comic-Con like you always see online. Oh, God. He has done that. So he told his story about you know putting on a costume and, and going and experiencing something. So that was cool to trigger that story as well. And and uh, I think it led into another thing that maybe Greg Nicotero and Chandler Riggs even chimed in on, or uh, Greg Nicotero probably more likely. But So that, that, was, that was a neat experience for me. I was glad to participate. Yeah, that's that's great, and and like I said, that that's just uh, you know, in retrospect, it's like, well, yeah, duh. I, I guess if if you're up there and you want to do it, you'd probably be able to. But it's cool that they actually do suit up and go participate. Yep, yep. So that is it. That is that is not the entire Q and A, but that's all I'm going to play because that is just half the night. And I know, I know you. Want, this is the part. As much as you, I know you did want to hear about this. But you, I'm sure you really want to get to what we're doing next. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So now, from there, we split up into our tour groups, and we head outside. And the first place we actually go is the Bill and Ted show. But so along, how, Just an interruption here. Uh, how big is your tour group? 26 people. Okay. Not bad at all. No, that's a, that's a, a really legitimate yeah. size. 
So the first place we had gone to was Bill and Ted, but we did obviously have to walk through some streets to get there. So I kind of put together just a short little atmosphere clip to get you in the mood, Quint, for the rest of this recording. So just picture walking to the gate and it's about to begin for you. There you go. That, that's awesome. You you really <laughs> captured very well the the sounds of Halloween horror yep, nights. That is uh, about three different areas, not scare zones. And let me tell you why I say areas. That's three different areas, kind of wrapped in the one. There's you used to be able to kind of get away to the quiet. Not so much this year. Nights. London is about your biggest break because they don't mess with okay. London. That must probably be something. It's it's interesting that that um, Diagon Alley is open now. They have opened it now for the event. They didn't. Really? When, yep. The, when our last report on 25, before we started doing that big block of recordings into it, they have since now opened it. I think it is only open till like 11 or midnight instead of one and two, but it is open now. But huh. they still don't touch it with any of the Halloween stuff. Well, yeah, I, I can imagine. But, uh, I'm you know, the years before Men in Black, Springfield, they, they weren't scare zones, but the rides were open. This is, there was never a moment so far and the two nights i went there wasn't one of the roaming hordes present the chainsaw drill team or any of the jack maniacs there was always something in those zones so there was no quiet to be found this year did 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 they have so i saw a picture online of of like orange is the new black chainsaw team um hmm i have an answer for you but i don't know if i want to give it to you all right so okay (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be a difficult episode Yep. This is going to be a difficult episode. You can ask me anything you want. I will tell you right now, I may or may not answer. That's fine. Okay. So, the um, we went to Bill and Ted's. Now, uh, apart from not being able to record it, I, I I would not tell you anything about it as anyway, because it's... I, I, yeah, I, I, there's there's nothing that I, I want to know. Exactly. And it Bill wouldn't be Ted's. fair to tell you. It's like... It, there's, there's no sense of me telling you to look out for one thing or the other because it's just not fair to do. I mean, I, first you, of all, you can't tell a joke to save your life. Second <laughs> right. of all, if you're trying to tell one of their jokes, you're going to butcher it so badly, it's going to be terrible. And then when I actually see it, it's going to be like, oh, that, oh, that's what you, yeah, you were really bad at exactly. that. Exactly. There you go. So, yeah, so, I don't yeah. want to know about this, right? The only thing I could say is that you, you did ask me how it was, and I gave you my text review, which is it's a thank you to HHN fans for the past 25 years. And that is, I, I will tell you that. Yeah, well, and no, no, I guess I did ask for a rating. Like, how high do you rate it? You know, um, I'm not going to do that yet because, and I'll tell you why, because the the past three 
Well, at least the past, yeah, the past three, 22, 23, and 24, my opinion changed in the better at each viewing. So I am going to not okay. rate that yet. Got it. Cause you get that the first, you get the first sitting of it and it's just always, it's new. It's, it's different than last year. You're laughing or whatnot. You're not really, and there's things that you may or may not have missed the second viewing. So I'm not going to do that yet. I think it's going to rate high because like I said, it was very, very, uh, and and you don't have, and that's the other thing too. You didn't necessarily have to be a, a fan for the past twenty five years to enjoy this, but there's there's a lot of things acknowledging the history of it, and and you'll see. And again, cool. it can't give any any details, but I think it's going to rate pretty high when all said and done, and you and I sit down and do our really in depth review of this. Yeah, so it it sucks because I only get to see it once. So right, I have right. to try and pick up as much of that stuff as I can at first viewing. Yes, yeah, exactly. So. Well, but then again, on the other hand, it, it's the same platform you'd be rating all the others on. Oh, yeah, of course. So, But, but I mean, that, and I think, again, you know, we go back to why I like Scare Zones, and I think the reason I like Scare Zones is because I get, I've gone through them like three, four times by the end of the night. Yes. Yep. And, you know, I've, I've really soaked everything up, and yeah. So, okay, uh, let's get on to the mazes here. And let me just say, I, a ninth maze, it's a lot. And you don't really realize how much it is until you have spent half the event doing something else. Now, all of a sudden, you are on a time schedule. And we didn't fly through the mazes because you can only go as fast as the people in front of you. But we flew to the mazes. Nine is a lot. Yeah. Like, we are not going to be able to screw. Not that we do. We're not going to be able to screw around when you're here. Mm -hmm. We got to get to it and go. Yep. So we did. And uh, after Bill and Ted, we had gone all the way to the back. We went to the back section where the parade building and the tents are. That's where we went first. We we even we just didn't even we never even stepped foot in. The, in fact, I'll tell you the, this: we went so far outside of the park, we never ever went through the Central Park scare zone because we were backdooring everything to get everything in on this tour. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I mean that's that's. I had never quite done it that way. It almost felt like I was being snuck into things. Well, it kind of was in a you sense. Were, yeah. yeah. So, first place we went was the Walking Dead, the Living and the Dead, and I don't, I did record it, but I didn't really think through how to describe and what it was. And I will tell you, me and Joe's reaction kind of spoils stuff. So I've foregone or decided to forego that clip because it's it's a okay. spoiler. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I don't want to do that. But yeah, no. Um, I will say I do have the uh, event guide in front of me, and for anyone that is just picking this up, the show up, and not quite sure what's what, uh, the description is here. It says from the burnt ash from the burnt ashes of Terminus through the flooded community food bank basement and into the darkened churchyard, hordes of walkers surround you as you relive gut wrenching moments of the most recent season. So, like. We already knew and discussed on the show. It's a season five house. And I can at least tell you, yes. So <laughs> I won't tell you <laughs> what, but yes. So Yes. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, huh. Now, as far as ranking it, and this isn't really a spoiler because I think you kind of would see this coming too. Last year was so damn good that uh, that one's a hard one to live up to. So I when I um, when we go to rate this and you uh, uh, like I said I think we've already kind of determined this you kind of have to take last year out and compare it to the other years. Wow. Okay. 
I was okay. Oh, I hope I didn't ruin it for you there. No, no, it's just it's it's good setting my expectations that okay, way. Okay, right, gotcha. Well, now, now I after that I realized probably what we should talk about as far as recordings and whatnot. So I do have recordings of almost all the houses here. And starting off was the next one we went to, which was the purge, and. Uh, Still don't have the story, but now talking to more people at this event, having mingled and whatnot, the whole scream thing seems to have been true. And you know what? If it is, I don't give a crap because, oh, my God, the Purge House. Yeah, you were texting me about that. That was crazy. Let me give you the description first here from the guide. It says this year's Purge is more brutal than ever. From the moment you step inside the house, dozens of vicious vigilantes will descend upon you as they exercise their right to purge. Uh, <laughs> for all the other mazes, I kind of chopped up like a beginning, a middle, and end for uh, our recordings to share with you so I wouldn't give every detail of the house and just kind of give you a sense of the, the intensity level. This was impossible to do that because the second you walk in, the second you walk out, it's on it is cranked to 11 Holy shit. so for this recording this is just the last 45 seconds of the house okay and then me and joe's reaction so just in this 45 seconds imagine 12 minutes of this so here we go <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot the record where we went into, but we went into the purge. Holy shit, I am surprised how much I love that. God damn. That is the uh, brutal reality of uh yeah. of just real people. Quentin and I talked a lot, speculated a lot on the show what it might be between the two movies, and that is like not at all what we expected. That was awesome. So there okay. you go. <laughs> that sounded like a lot of slashing, a lot of meat being thwacked, and um many screams. And it is like that. From the second you walk in. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, w- wow. I was blown away how much I like this house. I, I, or maze. And I, I would have gone to it again Saturday night if I wasn't there for something specifically, uh, something specifically, uh, or is there some, for something specific, I should say. Right. And I, I wasn't going to go to any house, but I happened to see a line for another one wasn't that, wasn't that bad. So I went, but oh my God. Yeah. The purge. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next in line for us that night, we went into Insidious, was what was the uh, next tent. So we went from the parade building to tent to the next sprung tent and went inside Insidious. And I had just caught myself up on the movies. And the description in the event guide says, enter the further and travel through all three parts of the Insidious saga. 
Denizens of the afterlife try to find their way back into this world. I'm sorry, into the world using the living to guide them. This house isn't haunted. We are. So uh, again, um, here is a little bit of us going in and coming back out with a little bit of the sounds in between to kind of whet your appetite for a few weeks from now. All right, Joe, this is the one you wanted to see in City. Is you ready? This is the first time you got ahead of me. You must be ready. That was, well, let me get your opinion first. That's the one you've been waiting for. That was. I enjoyed it. I love the scenery, uh, the um, the masks. Yeah. There were a lot of the same right. stuff going on there. Um, but going into the further, I think, was that, the creepiest part. My, that was my cool. heart was, was pounding just because you don't know what to expect. Right. And, and you know, I was almost blinding when you went. I mean, like, I you couldn't see, see a face. <laughs> An inch in front of I your mean, face? Yeah, the person in front of me was about a foot from me. I couldn't see him. That was well done. I, I really enjoyed that. that was was, and were the walls closing in? Like I don't know. There, and there I, was something I, moving on the wall. It must have been. Or either that or I was running into like house attendants or something because I didn't know what I was running into. <laughs> that was well done. That was beautiful. Had some... It, you know, hell, that room with the wrapped up bodies got me twice. Oh, right. And it was air-conditioned. Yeah, uh, it was air-conditioned. And the now, further, yeah, the further was pretty awesome. Now that that, that scene with them all sitting in the, in the in the benches and everything, it is from Insidious. They use that as like a funeral scene in Legends at Old Town as well. Oh, okay. The last scene in their haunted house. Gotcha. It's all gotcha. redone in Legends. Okay. Pretty creepy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, effective too. Got mm-hmm. me. <laughs> all right. Any questions? So, <laughs> so sounds good. Uh, Sounds like a highlight. This is one, uh, and this is, it's the further, because you see it and it's the further. If you see it in the movie, it's not a spoiler, and you know what was going to happen, because it's called Into the Further. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go through the further, it's it's something I've never, ever seen them do before, and it's cool. amazing. Yep. It's it's very, very cool. So, yeah, uh, that, was, that was rated really, really high on HHN Legacy. Yeah, and rightfully so, because it, it was good. Um, yeah, I... I not much more I want to say until you see it, but uh, I did want to note there was something in there I'd never ever had seen before, and I'm looking forward to going through that again soon. Cool. So from there we went to run. Mm, I yeah, this is what I've been I've been looking forward to information about this one. Run, blood, sweat, and fears. Inside the event guide, it says you've been selected as a contestant on Run, a brutal TV show where everyday people are stalked by skilled assassins. Just remember, the more horrifying your death, the higher the ratings. Mike Aiello did say, and this is, you said it when you saw the logo, very 80s, very uh, retro, very what Mike said, yep. He said, this this is the 80s, this is the rock and roll house, this is the, the mayhem house. So he used this real, real close terms to what you used when you <laughs> saw that logo. Cool. So just to, uh, yeah, just to uh, let you know you're on the right track. Uh Awesome, another awesome house. In fact, uh, oh, without any further ado, I'll play the recordings me and, me and Joe did. All right, making our way to house number four. This is Run. This is the one Quinn's waiting for, so I have to make sure I spoil the hell out of it. This one? Yep. This is an old 
It's a continuation of a story they started in 2001. Third, third iteration of it. Cool. <laughs> like someone threw me in a dark closet. Yeah. A lot of a dark yep. noisy closet. Can't really tell you everything that happened in there. A lot was going on, but it was still kind of cool. It was cool. A lot of flashing, a lot of strobe. Yep. And I've never enjoyed Canada so much in my life. <laughs> what the? <clears throat> I, I will not elaborate on that comment. Okay. Um, <laughs> You'll just have to wait. It sounds pretty bonkers. It sounded like motorcycles and chainsaws at the same time. Um, it was impossible to pull a clip without a chainsaw. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. That. Yeah, but so, I yeah, don't know if this was the house that was supposed to be in 2001, but it was it was damn good. And uh, the entrance to it, oh, you really got that, that 80s vibe going quite a lot. Yep. Um, it kind of sounded like uh, um, Running Man sort of game show-ish thing going down. Yeah, there's there's just a, that vibe, right? That, that vibe. I was gonna say I can't really tell you there's parallels, but there's that vibe. It is the it's it's weird. It's it's uh, I, they did try to pull off the '80s, but you still feel like the dystopian apocalyptic type thing too. But I guess maybe in the past, like an, another world type thing. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. Awesome. Cool. There's just some houses where, like, uh, what have we done already now? It's like you go through Insidious, and it's the 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 house, the maze itself, the building itself is is mostly of, of what is messing with you. Uh, this one is just like they they made it. There's boo holes. There's false doors. There's and it's the characters and the sounds and the lights that are fucking with you. It's like the don't, don't get me wrong. The building is certainly lends itself to the story, but it's it's custom made for everything in that building to fuck with you. Sure, yeah. This is a, and it's nice to have such a diverse thing, diverse attractions throughout the event like this. Right. So okay, that was our first four houses. Bill and Ted. We. Have five houses to go, and now we're told 
and this is just a good part of the story. I didn't pull the clip, but I did. I was reminded of going through the clips. We now have 90 minutes left in the event that night to do five houses. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So we were booking. So again, booking to them, not booking through them. And again, right. through <laughs> that's another thing that was on the uh, clips I didn't pull is that we were warned we were in backstage areas, no pictures, please, several times. So that was for me, a theme park junkie and uh, with an interest in engineering. And not that I saw all that much apart from dumpsters and fire hydrants, but still, I got glimpses here and there of some things. I was like, ooh, I wonder what all those hydraulic pumps are for. Hmm. Yeah. So, but I didn't take pictures because I was mm-hmm. not going to get thrown out my, thrown out my first year. Second yeah, no, year, then. different story. You'll be with me. So we'll definitely get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. All right. So, all right. So we went to Asylum in Wonderland 3D. Yeah. My fourth. 3D house in my life. And all right, let me get, I forgot, almost forgot to read the description. Asylum in Wonderland 3D. Follow the white rabbit through the looking glass into murderous 3D Wonderland. Mm. No, murderous 3D Wonderland. <laughs> Is this world all in Alice's mind? Are the, or are the images we see real enough to kill us? Uh, this is the fourth house I've been to. It's 3D, and some have been good, some have been 3D. This is in a class of its own, and the only other thing I can say to describe it without spoiling it is to play the clip, because this is the most you'll hear my voice during a maze in all the recordings I did. So I'll play this for you, and, and that'll you, you'll you'll hear it. <laughs> All right, this is one I've been really anxious to see. It's not, it wasn't my top list on our show, but I really want to see this 3D house. So, Let's see what kind of a, yep. a video projection is. It just paint. Let's we'll we'll see. Watch. I can't wait. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, that's crazy. Oh my god, that was nuts! <laughs> oh my god, that is crazy! I'm actually out of breath on that one. That was confusing. Yeah. That's the most exciting. That was. Oh my god! I've been. That's the fourth 3D house I've been in. That's All by right. far the best. And that tunnel. I've never been Have almost you? knocked to my my knees the way that did. Holy that crap! Thing. I, I thought we were going over the railing. I know. I was. I've I've never had. I mean, I've been through that thing in so many different variations, including. I remember that was being that was used in the in between, in uh, 21. I don't remember it knocking me down like that. That was crazy. I, that was that was cool. That was confusing. I yep. walked into a law. I walked into a scare actor. I had no clue what was going on. I loved everybody. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Now, so that, it, is, it is an acid trip. If, as I say, if that clip alone doesn't entice someone to go to Halloween Horror Nights, I don't know what else I can play to, to get them to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I mentioned it earlier. I went to another house Saturday night. That was the one I went to. I was like, was it was it all that I remember, or was I just? It was it the lack of one last year, and I forgot how neat the 3D is. No, it's just it's they've they've gone back to the drawing board in a lot of ways on this. 
And it sounds like that that 3D tunnel is back. A 3D tunnel. I remember how bad it was in 21. This is that was nothing. I it's it's <laughs> it's the same mechanics, but it's completely different. It's awesome. Yeah. Ah, that's good. I I I mean, we've we've seen good and bad 3D houses and the fact that this one's going to be good is I'm stoked. Yep. So, from there, now we talk about is it no, I'm sorry. We went to uh, uh I was I thought we went to Body Collectors. That's actually quite a few bit. From there though, we went to Jack Presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. And that was is uh, going into this and was the one I wanted to see most. Mm-hmm. And the description in the event guide says relive the most terrifying moments of the past 25 years as Jack releases our catalog of creatures in one maze. You'll be attacked by universal classic monsters, meat grinding maniacs and fiends of horror nights past. Now, I did record this. This one is really, really tough to release a recording and not spoil something. So, again, since this is two out of 30 days are done, I don't want to be the guy that no. spoils everything. So, I just, I'm not, I didn't even, it became so difficult. It's like, it's not, it's just not going to work. So, I'll so give I, you. I, I do have some spoiler free questions. Yes. Though. Okay. Go. You know, let's do that. Cause I was going to say, I have some things I can say about it, but let's do that. Let's do that angle. Give me some questions so- and I'll give you the answers I can give you. So is there the 25 rooms? You know, I didn't count. I didn't count, but then again, without spoiling it, and when you see it, it's done so seamlessly, you don't really realize you've left one and went into another, and that's a good Ooh. thing. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, this... It's it's going to be a small spoiler, but I I would like to know which of the HR blood and guts brooms they used. The uh, ooh, I don't know if I want to. Okay, how about uh, this? Uh, <laughs> if you want the answer, I'll text it to you, and then we can record your reaction. Okay, that's good. All right, because I, I do I do have that answer. It's it's impossible to miss. It's not like I missed it. No, no, I, I didn't think you'd miss it, and, and I'm cool with you not uh, with with not spoiling. I right. just this. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I'd have gone a different way. Well, yes, I would have too. Until you went into the house, because and when you see how it is set up, it makes oh, more sense. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All of the classic monsters, uh, did did the classic monster, did you get your classic monster fix? Let's put it that way. I did, and this is, every time I was able to see a classic monster house, there was a twist to it. Like, there was the Dracula Untold last year, there was the Frankenstein, uh, I forget the name of it, the one that they recreated him, like, in a modern era Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. years before, probably even, I even met you. I got to see the Universal Monsters, like the Black House, or the Black Light house maze mm-hmm. one for once i got to see them in normal light movie accurate well sans black and white the movie accurate settings and the environments they should be in so not only did i get them but i got them stepping right off the screen in into my face so you got more than your face yes yep perfect yes. uh that's that's all i really want to know okay all right. Uh, any more than that, and we're going to get into real bad spoiler zone. Yes. Yep. So but, uh, okay. So so definitely the the rating that I saw is is definitely you're you're giving it a five out of five as well. It's outstanding. I mean, it, it's just it's. I went into it with a very specific 
expectation and for them to completely obliterate that would have taken a lot and they they shattered it so that's perfect. how outstanding it was that's perfect yeah. that's awesome yep and i can't i can't wait to with with you in particular we're going with quite a few people this year but you in particular with us talking about and you're you're just about caught up you're you were a few years shy of you catching up to all 25 years that you haven't seen yet it, i'm mm-hmm. really anxious to see your hear your incident reaction when we come out of that house yeah it's just yeah that's uh, uh i'm so far i'm looking forward to everything it sounds like nothing has disappointed yet there's i said this to you in the text and i uh, it's not no oh, why would i tell you when we're off the air i mean it was the absolute truth the worst the worst that's not even a good word the less least great house this year would have been the best house of other years or maze, right. whatever you want to call it yeah yeah yep. so that's exactly so i'm <laughs> oh okay let's move on yep. american okay. werewolf, american werewolf in London. that's where we went yep that was where we went so Repeat from 23, and that was kind of fun going through it with Joe, because I'd gone through it with him the first time. Right. So it's on the uh, event guide, says, step right into John Landis' landmark 1981 horror classic. From the attack on the English Moors to the bone-crunching transformation, it's one of the most popular houses in Halloween Horror Nights history. So I do have a clip of this, of us going in and coming back out, so here it is right now. said on the show several times that I must have missed the damn werewolf puppet last time I went through because I didn't remember it at all. Not that time. I think I got him in my face every time in his opportunity. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the truth. I skirted right behind you a little bit so they wouldn't jump out of me because <laughs> okay. I was frightening. The first time I tried to hustle through. <laughs> so there you go. That's about all you can really say about that. Really good. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Uh, curious was was John Landis correct? Did they did they up their wolf factor? I don't know because I didn't see him the first time. Remember, <laughs> I, remember oh, I barely yeah, remember him. So, but they were good this time. <laughs> they were good. I I have seen video of them last time, and I kind of remember them just being like the 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 head, like the 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 front paws hands for the werewolf were kind of like grasped onto the windowsill, and just the head and neck moved. Yeah, I saw those videos. This year, it was it was the whole uh, from the waist up was jumping out at you with arms flailing. So it, I think that oh, might have been a big change. I again, not seeming seeming to somehow by some astronomical odds missing the werewolf in two thousand three or two thousand thirteen. I'm sorry, completely. I I have no personal <laughs> memory to base it on. The other cool thing that I forgot about this maze is that they had good music. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was a soundtrack. They definitely had the soundtrack. The uh, I had just watched this uh, about three weeks ago again to remind myself, and it is it's it's chronologically through the movie all the way up to the tube station, the uh, Piccadilly Circus, and then mm-hmm. into the woods, and then the, uh, of course the ending as well. So, and the the transformation room. I 
do remember the transformation room the year before, and I think the mechanics are the same, but I think they re lay, laid it out a little differently because I kind of remember getting a much better look at the this character turning into the werewolf than I got last time. Mm, okay, good. Yeah, so that yeah. I think that was uh, one of the adjustments they made. If I remember, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So, and and that's one of the things where um, some of us one timers kind of get gypped on some or gypped on. Yeah, you know, I know you say. Yeah, we 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 miss some stuff because you're going through these things and like you know doing a werewolf transformation in the ten to fifteen seconds that you're passing through that that particular room is really tough to pull it all off and then you know, make sure everybody gets that experience. Yep. Um, it's yeah. Uh, it, it's, I just, well, what I'm really trying to say is fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really want to be able to go more often. Uh, I know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So well, moving on, uh, we still have quite a bit to, to get through. We're just crossing the mazes. Now from there, we went to body collectors, recollections, Okay. And uh, our recollections. Oh, my God. This is another one that's like this. I think even more than a run, I'm looking forward to this just because of the winter element. This is... Oh, let me give the description before, because I could go on for quite a bit on here. You're going to have to ring me in, probably. So, body All collectors. Right. <laughs> the body collectors have returned descending upon Shadybrook Asylum to collect the human body parts they require. Screams echo the hallways as a blizzard rages outside while sharpened blades swirl inside. So... First, uh, and in fact, this should be in here. So people, well, uh, the average person isn't really going to care. But for people that have followed this story, we talked about whether or not this is going to be present day Shady Brook or past Shady Brook. It is 1800s Shady Brook. The tour guide told us going into this. Oh, so we're oh. talking the beginning of both stories outside of the Terra Quintus body collectors. This is kind of wow. the beginning of the both of both stories. So this, I don't know if this answers the question yet. This may be something that gets answered in later years, but I think we're seeing a little bit of the beginning brutality of the body collectors in our world and what made everything and everyone go nuts, even nuttier in Shady Brook. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just, I don't know. I'm trying to express the whole, uh, what, what's going through my brain now with the whole, um, <laughs> having them at their 25, but yet taking both of these stories back to their beginnings. And it's just like, you know, doing that whole throwback, here's our roots sort of yeah. thing. It's, it's a really cool, uh, juxtaposition, I guess. Yeah. And I am going to use a word that is so strange. But if you're if you've been to Halloween Hard Nights, not so much. The, the if the one word I can use to describe this maze is gorgeous in every respect. Aha! Uh-huh. The facade, the inside, the characters, the action, the uh, events—absolutely, positively, a gorgeous experience. Excellent and eerily quiet, like almost disturbingly. Like so much that I was pulling clips. I'm like, there's nothing to pull that's going to entice anyone to see this. This is a visual uh, immersive experience. I mean, it's not dead. It's not completely silent, but compared to what we just heard, it's almost like it's, it's, it's eerily serene, but yet just complete uh, bloodshed all around you. 
awesome. It is an amazing <laughs> I'm, I'm, house. I'm just I'm just trying to conjure all the I, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. This is I hope, I hope this house is on an unmasking the horror tour. Oh, that would be cool. Because there's so much to see I couldn't see. I was pointing stuff out to Joe, but he couldn't see it because he was looking at something else that I was missing. So uh-huh. Um, and really the, the only recording we got was, was kind of me saying what I'm saying to you. So no sense in pulling that in, rec- in recording and in, in playing it. So that <laughs> body collectors is just wow. Awesome. So that led to our very last maze of the night and not least of course was Freddie versus Jason. Cool. And, and, and the funny part was let's, we, when we did our, Instant reaction to this, we said, if if this is what they're leading in with, what's the rest of the mm-hmm. event going to be like? And now, we didn't ever get, I don't think, not necessarily a name as big as Freddy versus Jason, or I mean, I should say bigger than, but as big, The Purge, Walking Dead, American Werewolf in London, they're all, all the, all the and, and Insidious, I think all within the same level in different respects, so nothing ever really topped that. Mm, I, I, I would put Freddy versus Jason above all of them. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, because, well, Freddy versus Jason, Freddy and Jason are icons, right? Yes. They yes. Are, and, and I don't mean Halloween Horror Nights icons. I mean, they are horror icons. American Werewolf in London is an iconic movie, but the werewolf's not really that much of an icon. The were- A werewolf, a werewolf is a horror icon, mm-hmm. but not specifically that one, right? Yes. In- Insidious, The Purge, even The Walking Dead, they're, they're kind of recent sort of things and zombies and Freddie and Jason are basically holy icons of horror. Yes. I, okay. And so I think they are a level above. Okay. Well, that's actually that. That is that furthers my point. We never got an announcement that was bigger than that, and and we were kind of sort of expecting one, maybe just mm-hmm. just because that's what it led off with. Oddly enough, by the, with everything else we had experienced, I kind of forgot we had Freddie and Jason left to do because I was so blown away by everything else I saw. Is my point. Uh, and I think as we went through the coverage of, of this show, what I saw coming was that they were doing a whole lot more. What they were doubling down on mostly was their original IP and their, you know, that kind of stuff is what they were pushing a lot. And I was really, really happy about that because, yeah. you know, that was as part of their anniversary. That is definitely something that they should be doing. Right. And uh, that's good. Yep. So now basically having been thoroughly satisfied with 25 beyond my expectations, I still have the pleasure of going to Freddy versus Jason. So what a weird feeling that was. It's like, wait a minute, I've had my fill and then some, and I still get to do this. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so uh, for the description in the event guide it says from the cursed camp, crystal Lake to the nightmarish 1428 Elm street, awake or asleep, you'll find yourself caught in the middle of this epic battle where the winner reward is you so now i do have a clip for this but uh not anything specific because i've only seen this once and this was a big selling point uh in our interview uh, was it no i don't know i don't remember if we talked to mike about this or not but it was in it was in his uh i think it was in the interview he had that we read on the air where where the the outcome the end of this is different yeah so i tried i i, I pulled a little bit of jason and a little bit of freddie not really anything towards the later half of the of the maze in case that was a spoiler because I don't know yet. I've only been through it once. So here's just a little bit. It's more of me and Joe, but with some iconic sounds in between. Oh, 
<laughs> that one was fun. That, that was, was just fun. Pure fun. That's the I, I, not so much scares, little startles, but that was fun. Not what I expected. The, wasn't sure how they were gonna mix the two worlds together. Yeah. So that was that was cool. It was fun. So that was pretty much the gist of it. It was fun. So um, it is established that there is a different ending every time you go through, right? Yes. So who won in your case? Jason in this one. Oh, okay. Now, cool. here's what's interesting. I'm not going to tell you what, but they've added a uh, feature, technology, whatever you want to call it, that I, they've not done before. Two, and I think it is to accommodate the different endings. Ooh. And I don't know okay. if I like it yet or not. Uh, so this is something we're going to uh, really talk about when we have go through this together. When I finally get to go see it. Yes. Yep. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to have that conversation with you. But it was fun. It was a... a uh, so it sounds, it, uh, based on your reaction, it sounds like the AVP house of last year, where there was no real scares, but there, the, every, all the ambiance was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, and, I mean, it was, yeah. And that's satisfying, right? I mean, yep. I was some incredibly satisfied with the AVP last year. So if if that's what they've done with Freddie Jason and you get a few startles and scares, that that's cool. Yep. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was fun. I, I And that's. I'm sure what it was set out to be. So I'm not going to, I have no complaints about it. I have no complaints. It's just, like I said, it was just, this astounded me that I had such a full night and then got to do this on top of it. So that, <laughs> that's how much is going on this year. There's so much going on. It's, it's crazy the amount that's going on this year. So in fact, I wanted to cover some of the other stuff too. Now this is, we, we got all the mazes in and thank you to our RIP guides and they were on the phone i think with the coordinators for the entire event of where to go next so the entire team did a great job we got everything in and bill and ted's unfortunately we didn't get to see the jack show and we didn't get through to spend any time in the scare zones but i mean we we saw the marquee attractions Mm -hmm. so having not got to see that i went back the following night to do exactly that spend a lot of time in the scare zones and go see the jack show jack which is the carnage returns okay i'm going to treat this like Bill and Ted, and say nothing other than we have to see this. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, you, you already texted me that we have, have to see this. Yes, so. yes. And um, I caught a couple of stills. I think that you took. Oh, no. I, I actually caught a couple of stills out of the uh, media um, package that we got off the, the USB drive. Yes. And, yes. oh, my God, this looks – this just looks like a gorgeous show. Like, just, like, aesthetically beautiful show. Um the set is fantastic. the The costuming is wicked, and looks like Chance has a huge, huge part in it. So I'm I'm going to be really, really happy to see this. Yep. I took pictures of the entire thing. I only took uh, hero shots of uh, Jack and Chance and put those on Twitter's as not to spoil anything. But I do have the photos. Went through them again last night. It, it's a great show. Yeah, and it's, it's fast. It's fast. It's loud. It's funny. You you're not sitting there like looking. You never look at your watch. It's it's nonstop. It's just the right length, and it's it's Halloween Horror Nights. Awesome. Yep. So that's, uh, that's really cool. So now through the scare zones, I'm just going to give uh, some broad strokes over you. I will say scary tales, not what I was expecting, but still good. Okay. So I, I went in there looking for one thing, seeing something else. So I had to adjust, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, and that's the, the thing with, uh, with Halloween Horror Nights. It's just, it's just really, really tough to, to 
see everything or or to when they announce stuff you anticipate and your mind starts to conjure up these things especially you know like you and me who are doing creative stuff and it's just like your creative mind starts to just generate pictures i don't know about yours but mine right, does. yeah yeah and then when you actually see what they've done even though it's completely different it's still really really cool Yes. Yeah. True. Exactly. And, yep. and I think sometimes it's the curse of the uh, of the way my brain works is that I immediately start generating these mental images, and then when I actually get there, it's like, well, this is nothing like what I thought, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that makes it makes it fun, especially when it's uh, when it's done even far better than your imagination, which is often the right. case when it, with Halloween Horror Nights. Oh yeah. Uh, icons. Icons. I'm happy to say are icons special would come in handy to someone that wants to know who these people are because many not all the ones at the tail end but damn near all the ones we went over had some kind of presence that was very happy to see that and not only that there were some i was like oh shit i forgot about them so (laughs) they weren't they were um how do i want to say this they weren't icons as far as advertising they were like uh memorable characters from other scare zones it's still walkers in particular oh cool so i was unfortunate didn't even think to talk about scare zones so not only were icons represented but scare zones are represented it was it was that's a really really cool zone great and uh, another little treat on top of it those stages for each of the four main characters now i know why they picked those four main characters to have their own stage because throughout the night they recreate their kills from years before or from the commercials. So each one has like a little mini show throughout the night. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, that was cool. I saw oh, that. So I, that's basically just ripping a page right off their transformers yep. thing, right? Yep. Yep. I was, I was, uh, Brilliant. I was, I was, I was, I was uh, going through a couple times. I was able to catch the caretaker one and the director one. So I do need to go back and see the storyteller and the usher. That, that was a, a, that was a nice surprise. That's absolutely brilliant. Evil's roots. So, uh, I I, I want to reserve the word gorgeous for bo- body collectors, but if I if I can apply it to a scare zone, it goes here. Just turn the lights out, turn on the pumpkins and the lanterns, and then this this is the most. It's it's the Halloween themed scare zone, and it's the most realistic characters. You've got scarecrows, stilt walkers. You have these evil, very almost uh, plague-infested, like uh, insect-crossed fairies that are just strangely attractive. Yet, stop <laughs> looking at me. Type, you know what I'm saying? It's like I was taking one's picture, and she was looking right in the camera, and I took it, and she wouldn't stop looking at me, and I actually had to like kind of like smile and just walk away because th- that was just not going to end. Ah. <laughs> uh. God. Oh, uh, my favorite visually all night dying double feature. I got to see both black and white and color versions, and they are great. They're especially the I was very surprised how good the black and white ones were. And we talked earlier about well after the John Landis comment how how well these these performers do the Frankenstein's monster Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, Nosferatu, oh, the basically the silent, silent creatures. They were playing their physical characteristics perfectly, particularly the Bride of Frankenstein. Every picture she took, she did the 
kind of like deer in headlights with her chin up. I was like, wow, that is from the movie. <laughs> Even better than that, Victor Frankenstein and Fritz were there. He was Victor Frankenstein was amazing. My favorite by far, and I would never say this. I, I, I thought I'd say this in a million years. The Invisible Man, the guy that played the Invisible Man, was like every time he would stop and look at you and take a picture. You're like, that is. I didn't realize how uh, strong a physical actor that character was until you interact with him and on the street. It's like that is right off the screen. Awesome, awesome job by everybody in that zone. Sounds awesome. Yep. And then the color one had the more modern had a Chucky and the Bride of Chucky. Had, okay. Um, Carrie, the girl that played Carrie was unflappable you you couldn't get her out of character and she was really very pretty uh bloodstained yeah, I, saw, I saw your uh yeah. your twitter picture of her and she is very pretty drunk but. guys were messing with her not not to the point of any kind of danger but you know right. doing whatnot never flinched out of character the whole time i saw her wow outstanding outstanding scare zone great job on that and and we went through it so fast the the night before i kind of wrote it off as a gimmick until i got to spend time in it last night i'm like this is awesome this is my visually my favorite one by far hands down now my one the one where i went this is absolutely batshit insane and this is a scare zone and a level i don't think i've seen yet is psycho scarepy unleashed yeah, that's just, and not only that, that is a huge area. Yep. It, it, yeah, explosions, uh, just the, the characters. I, I haven't gotten through the pictures yet. The creepiest picture I took as a young girl in a, I think it's a rabbit mask and a trick-or-treat basket looking frantically lost in the middle of the street alone. It is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> second scariest one i took was a chainsaw they have their own chainsaw jewel team and she's looking at me with the biggest smile with the uh, <laughs> and the look in her eyes is that chainsaw is going in my gut the second i put my camera down uh-huh yeah absolutely insane scare zone a hard to if you don't like scare zones you'll run through this if you like scare zones it's hard to leave because you want to see everything and more I love scare zones. Yep. You're going to love this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, um, I'm stoked. It's just going to be f- so much fun. And, and I, did I, did I call you an asshole? Yeah, yet? you did. That's cool. Oh, okay. It's all good. Yeah. Just all good. Yeah. And that is all I really have that I want to share tonight because like I said, there's still 28 nights to go, but I did want to give a report and a review. My review is if you haven't guessed by now, as 25 needed to be done right, I think, in everyone's opinion, and that was not lost on them, and they did it right and beyond anything I think any of us thought they were going to do. is absolutely outstanding. I'm almost worried for 26. Well, um, I'm... I don't know. I, I think a 25, you kind of have to set on its... Uh, Set outside the, the the regular. Um, my anticipation is not the twenty six will will be better than twenty five. Um, twenty six, I think, may go back to more of a. I don't know. You know what I mean, right? A I, more I, uh, uh, theme spread throughout 
everything. Yeah, yeah. theme straight through had everything, and even just like uh, you know, you're gonna get have some of the houses where yeah, that was fun. It was it was good, but it was not like it was not like you know balls to the wall all nine or eight mazes or whatever they're doing for the next year. You know, I don't know that that they're gonna do. Then again. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, th- well, you know, maybe they're just going to be able to say, well, it worked on 25, yeah. so let's just keep going bigger. Well, I say almost for two reasons. One, because uh, 25 was, I don't know how it can be better than I hoped, but it is. So the fact that that exists it makes me not really worry. Number two is that during the Q&A, Jim Timon said they've, they're a month into working on 26 already. Mm-hmm. So I, I would believe that. Yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, 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 like I said, almost worried, but not really. I'm not even going to really think about it. I'm just going to enjoy 25. And if right. I can't imagine anyone listening to this at this point hasn't made their up their mind to go. If you haven't, if you're even as an inkling of undecidedness, go because this is just never going to happen. 25 will never happen again. And this is. I, I can't miss. It's never been a can't miss for me. This is a can't miss for anyone that's even curious about it. Yeah. It really is. Sounds like it. I'm <clears throat> I'm so, stoked. I'm going to give you a quick chance here to ask any questions of anything I missed, and then I got one more thing to close out. Yeah, you know, all my questions have spoilers in them, so okay. I'm just going to hold right. back. All right. The uh, what I wanted to do, and this is more for the show than for the review. I went ahead. I forced myself to list the houses in order from nine to one. I'm not going to say worst to best. I'm going to say from nine to one because there is no worst. The number nine would be number one two three years ago. So I want to see what I say now as opposed to what I say m- further into the event. Like Got when it. you and I yeah. do our final wrap up and we give our. Mm-hmm. Our list, I want to see how it compares. So this is this is my once, only one time through, this is what I how I'm rating them right now. And I think some of these will surprise you. Number nine, Walking Dead. Okay. Number eight, American Werewolf in London. Wow. Number seven, this surprised me because I couldn't, it kept, when I kept thinking, putting things ahead of this, I was surprised where this landed. Number seven, Freddy versus Jason. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. Number six, run. Okay. Uh, maybe even a bigger surprise because I didn't know anything about this movie months ago. Number five is Insidious. Okay. Number four, Asylum in 3D. Number three, Body Collectors. And you're going to be surprised by this. Number two is actually Jack Presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem, leaving The Purge as number one so far. Really? Really. And considering. It is the last one to be added. I can't believe it's number one. Purge was just blue, uh, more than I expected. Huh. I think 25 is going to eventually push that out the more I go through it, but I just I can't stop thinking about the Purge house. And I think it's because of the initial surprise. So I think that's going to change. Wow. And that's, that is good because we're, we're going to also see the Purge in the tram in yep. LA. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, so Okay. Yep. Um, that's surprising yeah it's is, is really surprising i mean some of them weren't surprises uh you know i i amc's walking dead that wasn't really a surprise um just because i knew e- even if they did it really really well uh, there's just so much original stuff they're doing this year that is good but the purge coming out on top is really surprising yeah i was surprised too i really was and i put the list together so 
Well, that is finally it. I can't believe it's finally here. And <laughs> we're, I, I've given absolutely the minimal amount of detail just to wait everybody's appetite. And the episode is still this long. So <laughs> our coverage should be extensive this year. Yes. And we're going to try. I think we're going to try and stay spoiler free until the end yep. of the event. Yes. So if you're looking for spoilers here, go elsewhere. I'm sure there's a lot of places on the Internet that will give you plenty of spoilers if you'd like. Um, but we're going to try and stay fairly spoiler yep. free. Yep, exactly. So uh, one more time, because I can't thank them enough. Thank you again to the public relations team. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Denny, for ensuring that we were able to cover this absolute blast. And I, I think uh, Quint also was at least oh, enjoyed I- this portion of it, even though you couldn't have been there. Yeah, no, and uh, um, they have, uh, you know, all of the interactions they've had with us have been fantastic. So they've they've really done well for us. Yep. And uh, Joe, thanks you for not being able to fly out on short notice. Uh, I'm sure he does. (laughs) (laughs) And I am looking for. We are just. What are we like? Three weeks away till California. Yeah. If that. Not even two and a half. Two and a half weeks. Something like that. But um, tell oh yeah, Joe, it's not. It's not this coming weekend. It's the next weekend. It's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from today, it. I'll have come back from California. Yep. Tell uh, tell Joe that he owes me beer. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he's going to either have to be the uh, third host or start his own podcast on News as the, for any chance of going next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be there for yep. the media event next year. Yeah. So, all right, that is the the opener. That is the grand opening to our event. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I truncated a lot of it, but I really wanted to give everyone the experience we had the honor of 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 being a part of without giving away spoilers. So, I hope we walked that walked the fine line there. I, I hope we pulled it off. Uh, anything that you want to add, of course, you always can. Our contact information is at the end of this. I will say thank you for listening, as always. As, uh, can't, that, that is most most important. Uh, if, you, if people aren't listening, there's... <laughs> you and no I love point. talking about it, but... It, yeah. <laughs> no point in us talking about it. <laughs> exactly. We could talk about it to each other without having to record it. So thank you for the feedback we've gotten, and thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. So, this so has been- any, any, um, any of the listeners that are get to go before me you can always rub it in our faces <laughs> that's true yes uh, rub it in my face <laughs> yep. um we'd love to hear your experiences love to hear what you think is best love to hear your favorite parts the stuff that scared the crap out of you the stuff that didn't whatever uh just yeah we'd love to hear it i would anyway oh matt, yeah me too already, matt's already gone to see it but, so oh we you know what we should say uh, we are going. We keep talking about we're going, we're going, we're going. But we let's we. I don't think we we rarely mention the date. We should start saying that in these specials now. Seventeenth October seventeenth. We'll be there virtually all day and night. We'll be at Universal during the day. Sometime we'll get there sometime in the early afternoon, so that we're inside the park, and then we'll of course be there till close. So if you see us, if you see a couple guys in Neo's Edge shirts, say hi. If Definitely. If you follow us on Twitter, shoot us a message. If if you're there, we can through through that we can find a way to quick meet up, say hi, maybe even get a beer. Please do. If you're there, the seventeenth of October, it's a Saturday night. It's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy. But that's that's in my opinion the best way to go. So I agree. Yeah, uh, hit us up if you if you'd like to just say hi or even it, like I said, get a beer. Please do. We we I I really enjoyed meeting uh, the people I met at that that first night and would continue to be just not even just a listener any other fans that want to experience halloween hard nights together because it's better the more people you got 
Oh, yeah. Anybody that we get to meet, that'll be fun. Absolutely. Yep. So, okay, that is really it. So, once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more 25 coverage in our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. 